Welcome to the One About Podcast, show where a couple friends get together to talk about a different topic each week. This week, kind of ran through the beginning of that as fast as I possibly could, and um, probably not totally coherent anymore, but we watched one hell of a classic. This is the One About Halloween. I'm your host, Dean. I also go by in the school and places around the internet, and I am joined this week, as always, by my man, John. John, <clears throat> I want to open this week by asking you a question. Sure, what's up? Would you rather only eat one meal for the rest of your life, but it's absolutely perfect? Or eat anything that you want, but it's always fucked up? Uh, Like how fucked up on a scale of like one to ten? Um, well, it kind of depends on you because ba- like one thing about it is always going to be fucked up. Maybe that one thing is not a big deal. Maybe it completely ruins the meal, but it's just random chance every time you eat. Uh, no matter anything, what you do, it would be anything I want. Um, but something's fucked up. Yeah, because like just can't it, deal with eating the same thing over and over again. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you eat the same thing over and over again and it's absolutely perfect and delicious, you're going to get tired of it, period, point blank. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I guess so. I don't know, man. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, how fucked up are we talking? Because, like... Exactly. I don't want to, like, have to skip a meal because they accidentally put salt in it instead of sugar. Like, I mean, at least you get to try new things. And, like, it might not be the main ingredient or the main dish of the meal that you want to eat. It might be, like, the side dish that comes with it. I don't know. No, the whole meal's fucked up sometimes. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Including your drink. They're going to fuck yeah. up water? Yeah, like, your drink is also somehow fucked up. Where the fuck did you get this from? Um, I don't remember where I heard that one from. Like, I hear, I hear these, like, what ifs, like, as I browse the internet or TikTok or whatever. And some of them just stick with me. And I'm thinking about, and like, the reason that this one stuck with me enough to ask you is because, like, I made dinner tonight, right? Yeah. And, um, I made broccoli mac and cheese. Okay. And part of that was, like, the, the cream sauce that were acts as the base for the cheese and everything. Yeah. Has mustard in it. Odd choice, but continue. I mean, it, it's kind of nice. It adds a little tang to it. It makes it uh, a little bit different. But um, I put in too much mustard to where, like, Connie just wouldn't eat. It's like, this tastes too much like mustard. Fuck this. I'm not eating. And I respect that. I don't think it was that bad, but, like, like it, it was still good. It just tastes a little bit like mustard. Gotcha. And um, so, like, when she reacted to it like that, I was like, oh, you know what? That reminds me of that what if. Like, what if something was fucked up? And, like, that was that was her fuck up today. <laughs> the mac and cheese has a little bit of mustard in it. A little bit too much mustard. But I got a new member of the family over there, don't you? Uh, yep. Almost got it. And a little friend buzzing around. Oh, God. There's like six of them. Um, I don't know. I'm just really tasty. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, it's a it's a kitty. We named it Hermione. Mm. Adorable. Yep. yep, yep, yep. It actually is really cute and adorable. It's just... Did you finish going through Harry Potter? Yeah. What okay. the... I don't know. Like I remember you said you were gonna start watching them, but I, I don't know. If no, I was them. watching them because my wife was watching them and like literally went through the whole schmeal, uh through HBO Max. So that was good. Okay. Um, it was a great ride, and, like, I read all the backstories on, like, the founding members of Hogwarts and Voldemort and Grindelbeck, like, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, you know, when I get in that kind of shit. Um, but it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And, um, I was just going over cat names with her, and that one stuck. But, um... Mm. Whatever ooh. you do... Mm-hmm. Do not read The Cursed Child. Just fucking forget that exists. Isn't that a continuation after the... Yeah. Not in my head canon, but yes. They they made a play about that, right? Mm-hmm. It involves time travel, and it's like the daughter of Voldemort. It's uh, all that. Yeah, I, I've actually already read the general over, overlay of that, the synopsis. So yeah, terrible. Um, didn't like it. Didn't make sense at all. It's like, okay. This is that. That's one of those things where it, it seems like it's just a money grab. Or you've been in this headspace slash world that you created for so long that you can't think of anything else. Uh, Kind of like Boruto. Honestly, though, dude, like, I feel like she just lost the plot. Like, she was going to write that shit, and she was like, you know what, this is kind of boring now. What if I just fuck it all up? And so she did. Yeah. As for Boruto, uh-huh. you take that blasphemy back. Bro, Just because no. the first 50 episodes weren't very good. Oh, my God. It's just... My whole thing about Boruto is... Baruto is everything about Naruto that I disliked in a huge way. Um, like, for one, as someone who's, like, been watching anime since the Toonami days and before, and, like, I watched the big three um, as they originally aired um, week to week um, before streaming services or, like anything like the internet videos or anything like that like each of them holds a special place in my heart like brian he would burn me dvds of all the naruto episodes and i would watch them when i get home like i i love naruto it's great and everybody agrees including myself that like near the end it kind of went off the rails in a lot of different ways. Um, and, I mean, it got an ending. Uh, it was a good ending if you're only follow, following, like, Naruto's story and, like, where he wanted to be. And I felt it was, like, a great place to, like, you know, end it, be okay, and just leave it as is. Yeah. When Baruto comes out, I'm just like, This seems like a cash grab. It came out way too quickly after Naruto was done. 
especially the green light of the anime adaptation, which in turn made it to where Barto is currently 50, 60% filler. Um, I mean, that's not super uncommon these days, though. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like, I I don't like filler. Most of the filler in uh, Naruto and Naruto Shibiden, like, it's not good. It doesn't do anything for you, to be honest with you. Um, they don't build off of it because it's filler. It, it just, it seems like white noise in what could have been a really great story. But that's due to the fact, like, in the uh, 90s, early 2000s, before anime broke the pop culture bubble. And people realize, like, maybe we should treat these with more respect and, like, adhere closely to the source material that everybody loves. Like, yeah, this is an adaptation, but we need to still hold true to the points that everybody loved about the original source material. That's why, like, now the Marvel films are going really well and stuff like that. Anyways, try not to get into a huge tangent. But um, when you like bust out with Barto, when now you have all these different animes getting greenlit, they're closer to the source material than ever before, and they're they come out in seasons to where they don't just have fillers just to fill time and to get like you know money, and then you have Barto coming out and it's just like filler, filler, filler. Oh, there's a good fight here, a good fight here. Filler, filler, filler. Don't really like the main character um it's only good because sasuke and naruto are still in it uh obscene power scaling uh have to basically handicap the strongest characters in here to make the fight seem more fair like it, it it's all over the place and again it's it's all the pain points i had at the end of naruto shibuden that um i just didn't like i didn't like how that was i mean the ending ninja world was great especially when you got to see all these ninjas of lore that everybody is like hyped up to infinity and they're like uh, why are these guys so amazing and then you see madara taking on the whole fucking ninja alliance by himself fucking amazing you seeing the first hokage flexing like he he really didn't even fight anybody just flexing his chakra muscles and everyone shitting their pants. Like, that was spectacular. But Bardo's taking all of the worst points of Naruto, in my opinion, and trying to make money off of it. And it's not good. That That's just my opinion. I... When Boruto started, I agreed with everything you just said yeah after that first arc and a half or so i think it turned a corner for the better i don't know that you're necessarily wrong still but i give it a lot more credit than all of that yeah now that said if you were to ask me if i would rather live in a world with no boruto i'm like yeah yeah probably yeah it's it's honestly not necessary like i understand i think the turning point was when they made the first full metal alchemist caught up to the manga made their own ending which was good in its own right it was fine and then they did full metal alchemist brotherhood and everybody's like 
masterpiece. Like, holy shit. Why, why isn't everything like this? It's because it's not good. I, I understand how you feel about it, but that's how the general populace took it. Yeah, but took the general op- populace is fucking dumb. Okay. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna do this. Okay. I don't. I. I don't want to do this, but we're gonna do it anyway. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here's the problem with every single thing that's like this, including Shaman King. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I like it. I like it already. Let's go. In order to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or the new Shaman King or like the half dozen other animes that they've made like this recently, mm-hmm. you have to already know about the source material or the original series. They assume that you're coming in with that knowledge because if you don't have it, they omit so much. The characters are fucking bland. The characters have no depth. There's big chunks of the story missing. In Brotherhood, they literally skip like two entire arcs. And like, oh, here's half an episode that kind of tell you what happened. Like, it's it's just not good, dude. Like, the first Full Metal Alchemist is good because... They fleshed it takes everything your out. time. You learn these characters. You get to know them. Like you really feel for these characters and the stories that they go through. Some of them are filler, but they're like the best kind of filler. Yeah. Like they really progress the story that they're telling, even though they didn't come from the source material. Exactly. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was made seemingly in the attempt to put the manga ending into anime form and nothing else. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's bad as, as like an anime per se, but like from a storytelling perspective, if you don't have that basis, it's not well told. It's just not a good story. But if you do, then it's really cool to go back and revisit that with more modern animation and <clears throat> better better voice acting, the real ending, and all the shit. And it's cool to see that. But it, at the end of the day, it just feels like this fan service show that only exists to give fans what they wanted from the original show yeah. that nobody had a fucking problem with until Brotherhood even existed. True. And I 100% agree with you on that. And even though I love the new Shaman King, like, it gives me life because we get a lot of the fights. We get the, it's better pacing, but it's at the detriment of character development or at least the, the viewer getting everybody's motivation because literally they're introducing like every all these different characters every few episodes and like you have to keep track of it and if they don't honestly if they don't slow down the pacing nearing the end and flesh out at least how how is the only honestly for shaman king the only character motivation that they really need to flesh out is how and they'll be fine It'll actually, in my opinion, be the perfect adaptation to the book. Because knowing me, you know me, like, I read, when I heard Shaman King was coming out, I read the whole manga start to finish. Hmm. And I'm going to say this right now, out of all the mangas that I read, probably one of the endings I liked the least. Um, I understand that. uh, Like, you know the ending, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the whole thing when it was new. 
I yeah. remember. Yeah, I did not like that ending whatsoever. There was a I lot understand. of wasted potential when it came to like in-game scenario fights, other than um them like getting to how and the great spirit, those fights were fucking amazing. Yeah. But after those fights, when they got their power-ups and stuff, like there was a lot of potential waste in there. I felt really bad about that. But again, if they don't flesh out Howe's motivation in like the last two or three episodes before the ending one, it's going to be a complete disaster. It's not, it's, it's not even worth an ad- anime ad- adaptation. Like I understand what they're doing, um, and it's fine. But we had this conversation before. Like, it could be better for someone who doesn't know the source material. But I mean, even then, like, the thing that I dislike the least is they're pulling a Final Fantasy VII remake, Sephiroth, <laughs> with How in this one. Yeah. Like, they just, like, here's some How. First scene of the, sh- of the show, here's How. You don't even, you don't even see How at all in the manga until like oh chapter 25 or something like that when he's and, introduced to yo when they're like getting to the, like the air airport for the and even fight. then you don't know who he is it's just super mysterious yeah. he's just a dude he's just another guy in the shaman fight and then like you don't find out who he actually is to like a hundred chapters after that like it's this huge buildup and final reveal, and this one, first scene in the anime, this is exactly who How is. All right, yep, that's a choice. Like, but they... then, like, you still have to go along with Yo, who doesn't actually know who he is because he was an infant. Mm-hmm. But like, you're sitting there and you know, and it's like, I don't know how well this works, man. Like, I already know there's no intrigue here. There isn't. There isn't. It's just, it's fleshing out his motivations for why he wants to make the world that he wants. Like, that's that's the only thing. But you are 100% right about that. They should have started off the first episode to where it was like the stormy night scenario and you just get screams and like flashes of what happened on that night but don't really know. And then they should have moved on from there and started with you and his story. That yeah. would have been a lot better. Like, give you some, like, oh, what what was that about? And then, like, I think in the show right now, like, how appeared at the same time in the book, other, like, yeah, you're right. The first scene, the first episode is where they, yeah, they should have, they should have done it differently. You're to- totally right about that. Like, I think. In the manga, I'm checking right now, but I think in the manga, the first scene is that scene in the graveyard. With yeah, where he's looking up, where no, yeah, where he's looking up at the at the stars. Yeah, yeah, it is. Where uh, he like sees ghosts for the first time, and he like breaks him out and all that. That's the first scene, and that's I. I'm trying to remember the first episode now. But yes, I think that's is. where the the anime starts too. After they do that totally unnecessary scene with How, yeah. I'm like, just fucking start where the manga started. It started there for a reason. Yeah, and that's why like I like One Piece when it comes to pacing and character development and like fleshing out the characters. 
uh, it's just fucking amazing. Like, you but know what I really want? What? I really want them to remake the Roroni Kenshin anime. I'm down with that. Yeah, I don't think that they will now after what happened with uh, Watsuki. But what happened with him? He did something pretty bad. He got he got arrested for having child pornography or something like that. All right, and okay. they. <laughs> They he was right. He was in the middle of writing a uh, sequel manga, and they just canceled it. Just like nope. I mean, they, they could mu- still redo <laughs> Roroni Kenshin and not give him. The they could, but like, I, I don't. I don't know if they want to touch him with ten foot pole. I can't remember if they restarted it or not. They might have. What um, do you mean? Like restarted the the, the sequel anime? The sequel oh, manga. The sequel? I think they might have let him continue finally. while he's in jail. No, he got let out. It was like oh, a slap okay. on the wrist ultimately. But as soon as that happened, like they were like, nah, son, <laughs> this this shit is canceled. <laughs> Never coming back. Like I was reading Weekly Shonen Jump just for that. And like, then it just I was like, why did it just stop appearing? And I like Google goes like, oh, <laughs> Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the pile with Berserk and Hunter x Hunter. Oh, yeah, they did. So, let's see. How long was it canceled for? Let's see. Um. Oh, that's not bad at all. It, was, it got canceled in September of 2019 and came back in the middle of February. Oh, that's... That's a regular hiatus for Hunter x Hunter, you know, when he's actually writing it. A regular hiatus? That bitch is never coming back. Dude. Oh, dude, I know. That manga's it's, over. <laughs> it's really sad, too. Like, the worst part is, after the Chimera Antark and when Gon actually meets his father, that's a good point to stop. Like, you could have ended the manga there, I guess. There was a couple plot threads that could have been pulled at there, but it was pretty much a hole. But it still sucks. Yeah, for sure. It was such good writing. Such good writing. Like, it was a fucking encyclopedia of exposition, but it was still such good writing. Um, But as I was stating earlier, is like, when it comes to anime adaptations, like, the pacing I kind of like and I'm looking for is, like, One Piece. Um, Oh. Because they take their time. I I cried a lot. I was incorrect. So. Okay. It was actually so. Get this, okay. Uh, the Kenshin sequel series the is called the Hokkaido arc, right? <clears throat> it oh, started. It started November fourth, twenty sixteen. Canceled December second, twenty sixteen. So it lasted less than a month, and then it came back September fourth, twenty seventeen. So almost a year later. Okay. Still not that bad, but I mean, we got it. We got like three chapters, and they were like, "We're done. Shut this <laughs> bitch down. No more. <laughs> we can't. We can't be associated with this." Oh, oh, he just got a slap on the wrist. Okay, now we can be associated with this. Everything's fine. Just keep <laughs> him away from the underage children. Yeah. Well, pictures. Anyway. John, I gotta say, um, I hope that this 
is it in the spook generator? Because I watched it anyway, and I want to talk about it for a second. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas looks fucking incredible. Um, I don't have anything in particular to say about that movie in general because you know everybody's fucking seen the Nightmare Before Christmas and everybody has their thoughts and opinions. You want to know what's really funny? Oh, don't it, tell me you've never seen the Nightmare Before Christmas. First of all, of course I've seen fucking Nightmare. Let's get that shit out of here. No, okay. um, uh, Kim put that on this morning for the baby. And she's like, ooh, okay. I found her, her new favorite movie. So that's why I was like, that's really funny that you brought that up. That's actually why I watched it, because Connie put it on for the baby, too. He was <laughs> he was homesick today. He got sent home because he had a little bit of a fever. But uh, um, but yeah, dude. Like I was just watching it on Disney Plus. I was like, "Fuck, dude, this movie holds up great. This looks incredible." It does. Some of the one of my some of my favorite songs in that one as well, especially the Boogeyman. Love him, and like just the animation and the movements is so great. And then. I also want to mention a little movie that came out that I watched called Dune. Dune. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I love Dune. Um, I read the book and I've seen the 80s movie like a hundred times. Really? Uh, yeah. So this is one of those things that like I inherited from my father. He was a huge sci-fi nerd. Mm-hmm. And so like he had the original Dune movie. He had the TV series from the 90s. He had um, all the books. Like he's just a huge fucking nerd for this shit. And when I was like 12 or so, we went to the bookstore. He bought me my own copy of the book. And I read like half of it. because Which... I mean, like, fuck, if I had read the other half. But the first half is basically this big political space drama more than it is a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And um, I came back to it years later and have a totally different appreciation for it. Now, I say all of this as a preface to my thoughts on the movie, which are, I kind of didn't want this. Really? Not that it's bad. The movie's actually quite good. It's only the first half of the book, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Which is where all the political shit happens and all the action y shit with extra political sauce comes in the second half. <laughs> extra political sauce. <laughs> yeah. Um but as good as it is, I was like, this is almost like watching an abridged version of the book. And at that point, like the book is just so much better than like fuck it, man. Like, well, I mean, honestly, you get that with a lot. Like, so when you're talking about adapting a source material, I will say this: when you have pen to paper, not a comic book, uh, some graphic novels are a toss up. Um, mangas, it's also a toss up. But when it's just pen to paper, like novels and stuff like that, book is always good. It's going to be more well thought out. Um, even though with the technology that we have now, we can accomplish more to match the book and the source material. But like, 
that not might match the director's vision or he doesn't think that doesn't work very well or it's just like the viewer is not going to appreciate that but i i totally get what you're saying because when i was watching it it felt like they were rushing through a lot of like the political intrigue of like why it was so important that uh what is the harkness the harkonnens Harkonnens, like they got kicked out of the the planet and then the Atreides move in. And it's like, okay, yeah, like they sabotaged your operations and everything like that. But you didn't even get to take that in, like how bad the sabotage was, like what the Mm -hmm. ramifications were going to be, why the Emperor like was so afraid of the atreides like all this stuff you're missing those little bits and pieces that honestly you could have added in like five or ten minutes of dialogue here to be fair they don't really explain a lot of that in the book at that point either Mm -hmm. um like that's part of the intrigue of the book is like why this is all happening and what's going on beyond behind the scenes because there's there's a scene in there where is it Gurney? It might be Gurney who says, like, the the Emperor fucked us on this one, basically. Like, he sent us here to die. Mm-hmm. And that's true, but you at that point in the book, too, you have no idea why that happened. And so, like, knowing that but not knowing why is a lot of what drives the plot forward. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily knock them for that, but yeah. So, so did you read the book or read about Dune before watching the movie? No and no, which is totally out of character for me. Right. So that's awesome because (laughs) I'm really interested in what you think because of that. Like I know what's going on and I know all these characters and I know where it's going. I also know what they cut out, which I think was significant. Um, but I'm interested in like how that movie played out for you. Like, were you able to follow the plot and what was going on and all the things that because Dune is complicated. Like they have these crazy technologies that they don't really explain to you in the movie. And yeah, like, like the whole shield. Right. Like, I, I had to surmise like any fast acting projectile or object that um, is blocked by the shield but after like at a certain speed it'll get through the shield correct like uh that that's what i mean like there are certain things like i was like okay all right um but i mean there were a lot of not a lot but there were enough parts that were confusing to where i was like "Mm, they could have added like more exposition here and there like could have helped this along like here's my question to you what is the spice So they gloss over what the spice is, even though it's like supposed to be the most important substance to intergalactical travel and like the most important substance in the galaxy. From what I gathered just from the movie, it's um, a hallucinogenic mineral that um, increases high level brain function. If I had to guess. Am I close? Um, 
Uh, no. <laughs> no, Excellent. not really. <laughs> Excellent. All right, cool. Just, uh, glad about that. Glad about that failure. <laughs> so I, I'm not really going to tell you because there there are parts of what the spice is and where it comes from and how it ties into the greater plot that I'm sure they're going to explain in the second movie. So I'll leave it up to you to either read about it or just wait until the part two movie comes out and find out then. But I don't think I can wait two years for part two. Nah, bro. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be reading about it. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Like, uh, and, and like I said, um, I will leave it to you to do that. Should you choose to do that? But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was just interested in what you thought about that. So I mean, here's my here's my other question to you, because I'm yeah. interested if you got anything from this either. Uh, first of all, you remember that scene in the beginning of the movie where Paul Paul's mother takes him to see the other woman and he puts his hand in the box and all that? Uh, the Benedictus, whatever that shit is called. <laughs> the, the word you're looking for is Benny Jesuit. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Nailed it. So I think you kind of answered my first question, but um, who is that person? And what is her, what does her group do? Uh, That person surmising she is a, something akin to a high council priestess at the side of an emperor who basically does back dealings to push their own objective forward, not necessarily the emperor's. That's what Hmm. I guessed. That's what I guessed. Interesting. Because I I know they have to keep up appearances and answer to some of the uh, emperor's whims, but they're still pushing their own objective while feigning loyalty to whoever's on the throne. <laughs> so th- this is what I'll tell you right off the rip. Yeah. Benny Jesuit is the group that she is a part of. Yeah. That is not who she is. <laughs> well... <laughs> Whatever. She is a Benny Jesuit. She's Got a it. Benny Jesuit Reverend Mother. What the fuck is that? Who Anyways. she's she's essentially like the fortune teller for the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh the Reverend Mother is basically like the leader of her group of Benny Jesuit women. And they are a group of exclusively women who have otherworldly abilities like the voice. Yeah, I saw that. Which was so weird. Final question. Yep. I'm just fascinated by what you got out of this movie as somebody who doesn't know anything about it. Okay. Um who is Paul and why is he important? Other than being the prince of the house of Atreides. He's supposed to be some sort of foretold messiah. Uh, that's supposed to, he's supposed to do something on that planet with the spice. Again, not very clear, but like they, they be saying, they be saying shit under their breath when they meet him. It's like, 
like homeboy like meets him and he walks away is like, oh, you look familiar. I was like, what the fuck? It was like, <laughs> oh, who taught you how to uh, put on your suit? Oh no, it just felt right. And he will know of the of the world and how to use them. I was like, <laughs> people are right there, bro. It's like you, if anybody oh, understood shit. like your language, like you'd be like capped off top like they'd be like torture you is like what the fuck were you talking about <laughs> like they'd be saying that shit it's like they'd be shaking his hand his hand will be as smooth as baby so what the fuck did you what <laughs> like it was it was funny but like i understood it and like everybody was like basically waiting for this dude um to do something like basically free the fremen <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so so this part I think you were actually supposed to get from this part of the movie. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. So the Benny Jesuit their long goal is long game, yeah. is having this like really involved and really specialized breeding program mm-hmm. to eventually create their own messiah figure called the Quizats Hatterack. Yes, 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 yes. The Quizats Hatterack is basically a Benny Gesserit reverend mother, but male. Got it. And he has basically, he basically has omniscience. Like, he can just see everything all at once and do fucking whatever he wants. Yeah, and like, Homeboy is shown to have the sight and He's a novice in the voice, but still. Now, Jessica, Paul's mom, went off the reservation when she wasn't supposed to and had a son because she fell in love with Duke Leto. Yeah. Who she's just a concubine to, by the way. (laughs) Not Uh, even, wait, not even homeboy's wife, just a concubine? Just a and, concubine. And I remember old girl was like, I told you to only have daughters, and then you have this motherfucker. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, it's all right. If he fails, our plans are centuries long. It's like, we ain't going to be mad about it. <laughs> they are kind of mad about it, but they're actually really pissed off about it. It's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so that's who he is from the non-Arrakis side of things. On Arrakis, to the Fremen, he's, I think, I think their word for it, they call him, like, the preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and you'll find out, like, a lot of this in the next movie, um, because they only kind of hint at it here. But, like you said, he is their foretold messiah. Yeah. Who leads them to the promised land and all this kind of shit. It gets fucking wild in the sequels. I'm not even going to go into all of that, but... Uh, Needless to say, uh, <laughs> that's this is exactly what I was talking about. This is actually funny because, like, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about Shaman King and shit. Like, this is <laughs> like making a movie that's kind of dope, but they're not explaining enough. They're not giving you enough information to follow what's going on. It's like here's some cool shit. Enjoy. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't need to. You don't need to look over there. No, no, no. You don't need to know that. Here's some cool shit. Don't Enjoy. don't worry about all that. Don't. The Harkonnens, don't worry about them. Not, 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 forget that. Yeah, that's, that's what, like, my whole, my whole thing about, like, the plot is, like, it seemed kind of convoluted. It was like, bro, if you don't, 
if you don't like them, just send old boys over there and take them out. Why you gotta make it to where like, oh yes, we're gonna give you this planet and you'll have lots of money and mining the spice and oh look, here are the guys that used to have the planet and they just came to fuck your shit. I'm also gonna include my own soldiers, the emperor's own guard, so everybody knows that I okayed this. Why the political intrigue then? So there's a lot more to that than this movie makes their their out to be. There's actually a lot of conversations that you see in the book between like the emperor and his advisors and the Harkonnens. Mm-hmm. There are characters in the book that you don't even see in this movie. Yeah, and like that's kind of lost. Like they should have at least like shown the emperor and shown like given him some dialogue even if like you don't even show his face. Like you don't even need to pick the actor who's the emperor. Just have someone do his voice and show him, like, showing his disdain for the uh, Trades and, like, giving some context as to why. You know what I mean? I love that you think that he has a disdain for the Atreides. That's so interesting to me. I don't know. Like, why would you go out of your way to just take these guys off the playing board? I know. And do it in such a roundabout way. But whatever. It's fine. I know. It's fine. Um, John. Yeah. We've been sitting here shooting the shit for like 40 minutes. That's totally fine with me. I like shooting the shit with you. Should we talk about Candyman? Yeah. 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 I actually haven't watched it, um, especially since I realized the newer one is a sequel. To the original, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I would like to hear your thoughts about it. Um, so let me let me check something real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2021. So the movie has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh that's too low. <laughs> that- Hold on, I need a second to marinate in that comment because you saying that is a big fucking deal. Uh, all right, continue. So, first of all, th- to your point of it being a sequel, yes, but no. Like, <clears throat> does it help if you've seen the movies before? Yeah, but it's not going to hinder your enjoyment if you haven't. Yeah. Um, that said, this movie is kind of like So, this movie is produced by Jordan Peele. All right, starting off good. It is very much like Jordan Peele's horror movies. Except better. How so? And... I require elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> so my my thing with his movies is that everything that he does feels like it's trying to be more deep sophisticated and yeah than it sophisticated needs to be. and trick you and this movie is not that this movie is about Candyman if you know anything about Candyman it is that but you know what? You know what I would compare it to? It's like 
it's like hmm it's like lovecraft country but candy wow and what i mean by that i to be clear lovecraft country is much better no, I, but, I understand that. No, no, but no. But to be I, clear, it's that same idea. Yeah. So, like, the movie centers around this premise that Candyman is not just a character out for revenge. He's specifically a character out for revenge in the name of social injustice. Oh, that's really interesting. And they set up this idea that, like... Um, Candyman is not a person. Tony Todd's Candyman was the first, and there are many Candyman. Holy shit, so they expound upon it. Yeah. And that's really good, especially given, like, how the tragedy of the first Candyman went about. Right. Like, you could... That's fucking genius honestly now that i'm thinking about it yeah i was i was taken several steps aback by this this movie was not um, ready for that revelation holy shit no in fact watching the movie i wasn't ready for it when it hit because it starts out and it's like okay well we're watching Candyman again it's like almost a remake of the original mm -hmm. oh never mind <laughs> That was a sharp left in the best way. Right? Just fuck me. So, highly recommend. I know you yeah, have yeah, access yeah. to watch it, so you should. Of course. I, I and, probably will. And uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts next week. Yeah, okay. All right. Now. Now. Let me take a look here. Let me take a look here. We're, we're going to have an extra long show this week. That's fine with me. Um, I think I have one more thing I want to talk about. You want to know what I want to talk about? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Fucking One Piece is amazing. God damn it. Uh, I mean, the worst part is like, you already know that like that statement's fucking valid. <laughs> You're um, not wrong. Given, even though like, We've had this discussion, and like you've given up your free time to focus more on Apple TV shows, live action media, and like left anime by the wayside for obvious reasons. Um, and like I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, right. But when I heard that my boys at Funimation was like, hey, yo, so One Piece is hitting a thousand episodes. For all of them sons of bitches who are like, mm, One Piece is too long, I don't want to watch it, it's not worth it. We're going to spend a month of our time on hiatus to make basically this 1,000th episode a fucking event. And I was oh. like, yeah. I was literally like, okay, so um, I'm re I'm like, starting from where I left off, which was episode 767, and I am catching up on One Piece for this event. I am not missing out. Okay. Like, that's some shit. Like, I've... I've actually... 
never heard of an event like this. Like the closest thing to this kind of event would be Game of Thrones, even though it failed miserably. What about when Dragon Ball Z came back? Uh, like, they actually released that bitch in theaters. So, at the time, pretty unheard of for it an It is anime. pretty unheard of. And, oh, I, I fucking got him. Um, like, dude, like, when you kill a mosquito, like, it's blood. But you don't know if it's your blood because they bit you, so fuck them. Or if it's someone else's blood. It's just all bad. You just don't want it. So, like, this hand is basically useless for the rest of the day until I wash it. Um, in, like, you know, hydrochloric acid. Anyways. No, so... Fuck, we're gonna have a long show. We're gonna get into it. Here is... What I think about Dragon Ball Z. I didn't like it, because, again, I watched most of the animes that everybody is clinging to for dear life. As, like, the originals, the big three, uh, whatever. I watched DBZ as it originally aired, and honestly, watching a DBZ as a week-to-week show is the probably the worst experience that I could ever have watching any anime. Um, and you know exactly why. Um, Dragon Ball, like I did start watching that to like get some context on the backstory of Goku and like how he got to the way he was. Um, I felt. It wasn't like it wasn't as good as it could have been until like it got to the Piccolo saga. Um, but it was okay. Like I'll say this: like Dragon Ball Super, it was good. I mean, it was rehashing the movie in the first couple of episodes, but then like the Tournament of Power is fucking tense. There's no denying did you, that. Did you really just go? Well, Dragon Ball Super was pretty good because the last arc in the entire show was good. Yeah, because that's, that's like how, say, that's, that's like saying Dragon Ball GT was dope because Super Saiyan Four is in there. No, 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 no. Dragon Ball GT. The only reason I like it even slightly is because Trunks is the main man in that shit, and like I love Trunks. Trunks is like my favorite character, and it, to my opinion, doesn't get enough spotlight as he should. Mainly because he's Vegeta's son, and Vegeta is a self-centered bitch. Um, <laughs> I love him for it, but that's mainly the reason why. That's why, again, Dragon Ball Super is better because Trunks gets more of a spotlight as well in that one. But no, that's how good the Tournament of Power was. Like... I would watch weekly Dragon Ball Super episodes for the Tournament of Power. And they, like, learn from their mistakes from Dragon Ball Z. It's just like, we're not going to have him jacking off and going to Super Saiyan 5 for, like, half the episode and watching him charge up. And we're just going to create hype moment after hype moment after hype moment after hype moment. And they did it well. It was done really well. And, like... Even in those brief moments where you see, like, their enemy combatants, like, they were fleshed out enough to where you cared. There was emotion behind those battle sequences, which honestly was lost a lot in some of the episodes after the Frieza saga. And, like, the Frieza saga and maybe the Cell saga were probably... After the Cell saga is where it dropped off. Hard. I don't know, Bob. That that's how well, I feel about that. That and I mean, when when they hit my boy, go ahead. 
certainly that intermission saga that they have right after Cell, where it's like Gohan going to high school and shit. I mean, again, after the Cell saga is like, you know what? This is my full climb, and I'll like drop the whole DBZ thing. Like, first of all, like bullet points. I didn't like DBZ because I had to watch it week to week. Rewatching it, uh, DBZ Kai was good. Uh, it got rid of like a whole lot but, of fluff. But if you watch Kai, you don't even get to see Goku and Piccolo get their driver's license, man. Anyways, proving my point. Um, <laughs> uh, they didn't feature trunks enough, and power scaling fucked Gohan in the ass so hard they made him irrelevant. I feel no, like they made him irrelevant because he just fucked around and decided that it had to be Goku every single time. Exactly. That's, that's why like, Vegeta got fucked, too. Like, it has nothing to do with their power. <clears throat> Gohan I mean, should have straight up been the most powerful of them all. Easily. But he's just like, no, nope, gotta be Goku. Yeah, and it was stupid. And, like, no offense, like, Gohan would have been the better MC after that. Gohan is a way better MC than Goku. Goku is one-dimensional goku is the keanu reeves of anime mcs it's not a bad thing but it's not a great thing either i mean goku's a static character again keanu reeves of the mcs keanu reeves there's this whole blog and like deep dark reddit post that the reason that Keanu Reeves is such a great and prominent actor in blockbuster movies is because He's kind of a blank slate of a person. But Goku's not a blank slate of a person. His character is just static. There's a very big difference. Goku is a very fleshed out and interesting is a strong word. <laughs> I was about to stop you right there. He's I mean, he is very much a fleshed out character, but what he wants is always the same and is never yes, changed. Yes, he's and the like, definition of a static character. Yes, but he's a good static character in that he stays the same but changes everybody else around him, which is what makes the show interesting. No, everybody has to change around him to do deal with the fact that he's a static, asinine, naive piece of shit. N- I don't agree with that at all. That's the totally fact that, fine. The fact that he's a naive character very rarely directly impacts the plot of the show at all. No, he's he is naive to such a degree that if he didn't have like the supporting cast that he did, the show would have been over during like not Frieza, not Cell, during Majin Buu like early on the show would have I mean been over. I mean by that logic the show would have been over at the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z when he died but that's I mean that's another thing with Dragon Ball Z where people like death is not persistent enough to the matter but again whatever like I'm just I'm poking holes at something that I don't like personally that's fine I really don't right. like how they fucked over Gohan and they fucked over Trunks because of Goku. No, and yeah, me neither. Goku is like, out of all of the MCs that I have watched over the years, which is a lot, Goku's my least favorite. Like, Vegeta would have made a better MC than Goku, in my opinion. No, 
No. And I'll tell you why. Why is that? Because Vegeta wouldn't be half as interesting as he is without Goku. See, I I would I understand that. You are totally right. But if you made Vegeta actually know it, that totally ruins Vegeta's drive. You are correct. 100%. There is no way to argue against that point. But say you put Gohan in Goku's seat, Vegeta's I, drive is still there. I firmly believe that when Goku died during the Cell games, he should have never come back, and Gohan should have been the main character. You skip the high school bullshit arc. He actually becomes a viable competitor, keeps powering up, blah, 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 blah. The show would have been better. Yes. And the show probably wouldn't have ended after Boo. Yeah, um, I will say this, like, Dragon Ball Super as a continuation, that's what Baruto should have reached for. It should have figured out what, what people didn't like or what were the weak points of Naruto and Naruto Shippuden and basically build off of that and be a better show. But it's not. That's my problem with Baruto. And like that's why I, I like Dragon Ball Super over Dragon Ball Z. Uh... Half of Dragon Ball Z. I'm not going to be that fucked up about it. Half of Dragon Ball Z. But I mean, I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Super is just not very good. Like the first two arcs are complete dog shit because yes. they're just the movies again. Got gotcha. you. Uh, and they're worse. And yes. they make random changes that don't even make sense. Not even necessary. 100% agree. Then, actually, you know what? Fuck this shit. Dragon Ball Super Arcs. We're just going to we're going to cover all of them. Let's do it. Um all right. So we've got the God of Destruction Beerus Saga. Just delete that. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's Golden Freeze Saga. Delete that. Nobody cares. So we just erased the first 27 episodes. Fine. Um Universe 6 Saga. Okay. First of all, the Universe mm-hmm. 6 Saga and the Universe Survival Saga are the same thing. Yes. Universe 6 is just a worse version of this. So let's just delete that. So now we're up to episode 42. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Out of 130, by the way. So love we've it. deleted a third of the show. Once again, loving it. Um. Then we have the Copy Vegeta Saga. You know what? This was basically filler. Delete that. That's 100% filler. Keep it going. So we're up to the future Trunks. So first of all, we, we've just gone from six story arcs to two. Amazing. See? You get it. You're getting it. And the future Trunks Saga creates so many problems. So many problems. Is it kind of dope? Yeah, it Fuck really yeah, kind of really really is. is. It really kind of is. And then it gets um, to a point. It gets to a point to where like, oh shit, we caught ourselves in a corner. Zeno, what's up, bro? Can you help us out? <laughs> it's like here's my thing that I don't get. Mm-hmm. You are the lore guy. You are the guy who like power scaling matters. Yeah. And the story has to be coherent. Makes sense. Yep. This saga is none of that. 
Yeah. None of it makes sense. They pull Deus Ex Machina's out of their ass all over the place. All over the, the place. The power scaling is completely fucked. Fucking garbage. <laughs> Super they Saiyan start- Rosé sounds like a goddamn wine. <laughs> I'm they real s- thirsty. They start fucking with like the timeline in ways that don't even make sense. Yup. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Is it kind of dope? Yeah. It's There's some cool dope. shit in there. The the idea of making Goku into a villain and as dumb as the name Super Saiyan Rose is, that form looks fucking sick. It he's looks got the, the he's scythe? got the fucking scythe and shit. Dude, that character is dope. But <laughs> <laughs> that arc is real dumb. Oh, dude. And, Look. And then the way he fucking defeats him with the fucking power sword thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this so cool? <laughs> because I hate it. <laughs> See, that's the point. So look, after all the arcs you just listed, right? Your mind is on, like, white noise. <laughs> just fucking zone out. Just like, uh, oh, what is this stupid? And then you get to this arc and you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's some hot shit right there. Oh, what's the plot? Nobody cares. That shit's hot. I love it. Oh, is that Trunks? Oh, is that a sword? Is he powering up? Is that a new level of Super Saiyan for Trunks? Like, dude. And then, 100% not gonna lie, like, Goku Black, like, Goku Black is probably, the like, worst one of name the, of all time. Worst name of all time, but probably one of the coolest fucking villains that they've come out with. Like, pretty fucking sick. Like, Frieza's Frieza, like, is on top of the tier list because he's the one who started all. He's iconic. Like, his laugh is amazing. He's a fucking dick. Like, that's great. But Goku Black, man, man. And then also the meme that came from it when, like, they go to the future is like, he's not black. (laughs) And they don't shoot him. (laughs) Like, that's that's where Super takes a turning point. I was like, oh. So we're gonna have some fun with this shit now. Like, and then what's after uh future trunks? What's after what's that arc after that? That's the the tournament arc. You see what I mean? That's what I mean. But yeah. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. The universe survival saga, which is the last one, is half of all the episodes in the entire show. It goes on for way too long. It really does. Like, way, way, way too long. So, this is what I'm trying to say. Uh Uh-huh. Is the future Trunks saga dope? Yes. Does it make any sense? No, it's fucking retarded. Doesn't fucking need to. Is the, the final tournament arc dope? Yes. But it goes on way too fucking long. To the point where, like, the entire show is just bad. Is it kind of cool in the second half? Yeah, but it doesn't make up the fact that it's still bad. Exactly. Once again, I am not refuting that fact. I just said I liked it and it was fucking enjoyable. I'm just going to say this. Dragon Ball GT is better than Super. Wow. And you want to know the worst part? I agree with you. Like, <laughs> if we're talking about like, like plot, on the real though, like plot and like some of the some of the villains in Dragon Ball GT, yeah. 
Like, the way that they got to certain points, yeah, fucking stupid, but I can't knock it. Like, again, we just went over Dragon Ball Super, and, like, only the last two arcs are literally worth watching. Like, you don't need to watch anything before then and just watch the Dragon Ball Super at those arcs. Totally fine. You will have an enjoyable time. You don't need to waste your time with, what was it, like, 60-some-odd episodes? Uh, It is... 46 to get to the trunk saga mm-hmm. and then fucking 70 to get through the universe which honestly like half of that is filler yeah yeah that's fine that's fine when they're like get it gathering their team together and that kind of shit yeah yeah, yeah. it's fine. all kinds of nonsense in there it's totally fine and then and then there's the movie where they try and like canonize Broly all of a sudden, I'm like, man, yeah, we could have just left well enough alone the first time, True. the first four times they did a Broly movie. Did we really need another Broly movie? Well, yes, of course we fucking did. Um, and that Broly movie was pretty fucking good. I liked it. Like, if I'm just watching, if I can set my mind on, like, white noise and just ignore the plot of Dragon Ball as a whole and just be there for the hype fights, that's fine. I can enjoy myself watching Dragon Ball. But, like, comparing it to, like, some of the other animes that I was watching at the time, like Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, uh, Samurai Shampoo. Afro Samurai. I oh Big O, which was like a super slow. Oh, Big O though, throwing the big throwback. But like, I loved that fucking noir mech feel that Big O was about. And like, honestly, I don't like slow stuff that much. There was a couple episodes in Big O, like it took them till the last two minutes of the episode to even get in that motherfucker. But still better than Dragon. You know which one I really liked? Zatch Bell. You remember that shit? Fuck. Hey, yo. Swear to God, if they decide to redo Zatch Bell and match it to the manga, just, I'm gonna, like, blow a hole in my roof from the erection I get. Swear to God. Those, like, those were, like, the big ones, right? Like, dude, you, you, Shaman King, Kenshin, Zatch Bell fma like those are the ones they need you they got fma they're doing shaman king we got two more like come on dude hey zatch bell and like zatch bell had like what had like the banger fucking opening like fuck what was what was that opening let me let me look it up i don't i don't want to ruin your ears by trying to sing it but <laughs> it was it was hype right, and I what i love about zatch bell is it was the whole trope of this really intelligent loner dude who didn't have any real drive. And then he gets this really like kind hearted soul attached to him. And he uses his smarts to like give this kind hearted soul the chance to make his dreams come true. And then he grows as well. And they both grow together. And like that shit was great. And that and the fights were fucking awesome. 
Are you talking about the Japanese opening? Fuck no, I'm not talking about this Japanese opening. I'm talking Bro, about the one in the fucking U.S. Hold this up. opening's me, pretty weak, dude. This... Let, me, let me help you out real quick. Let me, let me. Let me see, let me see. This is disappointing. Like, that's not a banger. I'm sorry. Oh. Like, the second opening's a little bit better, but still, I'm like, meh. All right, all right. Agree to disagree. I, I liked it. Let's see. What, what was a great OP? Well, the Shaman King one was a great OP, especially with that electronic guitar. <laughs> Yo, that one opening for FMA, though, was fire. Uh, dude. We're about to go down a fucking rabbit hole. Nope. All right, look. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We look. You know what? I think we need to have a special episode where we just go over like anime nostalgia. Put that in. <laughs> put that in the notepad and the checkbook. We need to talk about this movie. All right. All right. We need to talk about this movie. We've but already had before that, motherfucker. Let me find this opening because this op. Wait. No, because then I'm gonna have to try and answer back with another one. I don't want to do that. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the bigger man and hold myself back. No, it's not this opening. No, not that one. I'm gonna find it though. I'm gonna find it. Will you? I think it's yeah. There it is. This gotta be it. All right. I don't care who you are. Just start the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Here you go. I got you. Tell me this isn't the best FMA intro they ever did, though. Like, for real. Yeah, why the fuck would you put that? Yeah! <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking banger. Like, see, that's that's a lost art form. Like, the animation with that and just, like, the way that it builds and then hits that, that crescendo and then it just keeps riding that crescendo all the way out. That was... You are right. Straight up banger. That... Now, let's not forget it's so good. It's so good. That's probably top three right there. I'm, Don't I'm forget. Trying, I'm trying to think of one. See, look. We're there gonna have once a show. was a man named Gold Roger. Oh, my fucking God. No, we're definitely talking about the movie now. <laughs> Yo, we took a bite of gum gum. So we watched Halloween. Oh, 70 fucking one minutes into this bitch. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, put it on, put it on the notepad. Go over anime nostalgia. Like, I'm down to get into it with you because you know so, I got a fucking list up here. But anyways, I didn't know you do. So, mm, a little drink of water there. Okay. So I've seen this movie enough times that when I sat down to watch it this time, I was like, "Fuck it," and I watched it with audio commentary.
Okay. Because I wanted to know what they had to say. Uh, all right. I thought it was pretty obvious from the movie, but okay. What they had to say about the movie, not what the. Anyways. What do you think about the movie? Um, I thought that this movie was a turning point when it came to slasher films, horror movies in general, and uh, the use of cinematography to uh, create suspense. Fucking great. Um, on a what seemingly is like a low budget, uh, pretty terrible actors and actresses other than Jamie Lee Curtis and like two others. She was bad in this movie too. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but the way that the movie was laid out made it masterful. It was really good. Um, and that's saying something. Like when your use of visual cinematography, audio cues, and just like placement of certain uh, foreboding figures carries what usually would just outright kill a movie on arrival, like in the first 15 minutes, is amazing to me. Like, I saw it, I was like, mm, that's some shitty blood work, but the way that they did the camera, like, it covered it up. It's like, like, she didn't act very, like, she was getting stabbed at all. She got, acted like she got pushed off a stool and, like, he was tickling her. But the way that it, it was showing it through the mask and you just saw the knife stab, like, it great. It was great. And then, like, the whole stalking period of the middle of the movie... And, like, the fact that the doctor of Michael Myers was, like, trying to tell everybody, like, you have no idea what's about to happen. I'm trying to help y'all out. And you are just not listening. Like, everybody, like, it kind of redefined horror tropes as well. Because there's usually, like, that one person who's like, oh, you need to watch out, and, like, everybody's like, oh, you're a kook, and then, like, that's it. You see him for, like, one scene, that's it. No, this doctor was there throughout the whole movie. He had his own side story in the movie. Is like, I'm trying to save these people's lives on a road trip following this murder. <laughs> this basically, uh, this human disaster and trying to help. And nobody's listening. And I thought that that was great as well. Especially in like a compact movie of nowadays, an uh, hour and 30 minutes. Yes. <clears throat> what's, what's interesting about that is the movie was actually going to be shorter than that. But they were like, oh shit, this movie's too short. Yeah. So there's a couple of scenes in there that they went back and just randomly ad hoc put together and slapped into the movie. So it was a little bit longer. That's pretty awesome because, like, it all came together beautifully. Yeah, it, it was really. And see, this is why I listened to the audio commentary version because, like, I know this movie. I don't have to rewatch it. I could have sat here and talked to you about it the second that we were just off of memory. Movie. Yeah. But I found a lot of interesting information from listening to the audio uh, commentary track. Do tell. So, like, first of all, the thing that stands out to me the most, they repeated, like, 300,000 times that their intention was never to 
portray Lori as the the final girl because she didn't like do drugs and have sex and shit like that. Yeah. That was something that critics wrote about the movie and the plot and all that after And everybody fact, just fucking ran with it. Yeah, they were like that no. Like James can't uh like he's just like no. It was De- John Carpenter was like no. And um <laughs> Deborah Hill who was the co-writer on the movie was like no. Jamie Lee Curtis no like, just <laughs> over and over i was like okay by the fucking end of the movie's like i get it that wasn't the intention i get it mm-hmm. i really don't need you to tell me that <laughs> um but some other interesting things so like that scene in the very beginning of the movie where you see little michael and he goes and kills his sister and all that that was the last scene that they shot in the movie because it's the same house throughout the whole movie, but the house that they got was a real house and it was run down as shit. So they filmed the whole movie oh, and then dope. went back and renovated it. That's hella dope. <clears throat> um, and then like the scene that you know that scene where Lori and um, her friend are driving in the car mm-hmm. and they're like talking about boys and all that. That was one of those scenes that like wasn't in the script at all that Deborah Hill just got into the car with those two actresses and was she was sitting in the back seat with the camera and shit. And they were just um, totally improvising all just shooting the shit. And like, that's another thing, like no offense, like throughout the whole movie, like acting seemed horrible. Like they were stepping over each other's lines. Um, they weren't letting like them finish sentences and stuff like that. And it seemed like a lot of the dialogue was ad-libbed. And again, it worked because it's just like, honestly, this is how normal people talk, especially like at that time, like teenage girls, like that's exactly how they talk. So they got away with it. But again, like it's crazy to me that with a movie honestly from like a holistic standpoint looking at all the pieces of the puzzle together should have been bad is like a fucking masterpiece what's interesting about that is when this movie first came out the critics hated this movie oh they just rightfully so fucking ran it straight through the mud and then they were talking about in the commentary where there was one reviewer in like the Hollywood Gazette or some shit like that. That was like, this movie's a fucking masterpiece. And then all of the previous reviewers went back like they rewatched it and re-reviewed it with glowing reviews. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, we're not supposed to just trash this movie? Oh fuck, my bad. Yeah. Actually, this movie's fucking great. I mean, again, like, when you're first watching this as a critic and you're picking apart the different pieces of the movie, I would understand why they would give him, like, shit reviews. But when you look at the movie as a whole, as a viewer, like, and how everything came together, even though it has so many, so many points against it, it's a fucking masterpiece. And, like, the way that they handle suspense is great. Their sound cues are amazing. Like, those noise... The sounds in this movie became iconic and synonymous that they're used even till today. And, like, even people who haven't watched the movie know exactly what that about. 
oh, that's Michael Myers. You know what I mean? And that that's a statement in itself. So here's an exercise. Okay. How much do you think this movie's budget was? If I had to guess. And you can do movie... it in today's money or 1978 money. It doesn't matter. I know both. Stoof. Of course you know both. Um, 25,000. About 12 times that much, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> so... But even still, like three hundred grand for a movie is it's not much. Chuck this movie Chuck. made fifty million dollars at the box office. Kinda made its money back. And then some Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um Fuck. but what's what's fucked up is because of the contract and how young everybody was, like John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who wrote the movie, made almost nothing off this movie. Because Fucking, they got, and then the studio was like, we're making a sequel with or without you. Jesus. I'm like, man, this, that shit is, that's fucking rough, dude. Like, it's what? It's hella rough. The, the execs are just swimming naked in all that cash, and you're getting a chump change paycheck. But he wrote a sequel. Well, they wrote a sequel. Deborah Hill came back and helped him write it. He didn't direct it, though. And some people would say that Halloween 2 is better than the original. No, it's not. It's, definitely not. it's no. definitely not. Nah. It's definitely not. There's just something about Halloween that it's, works. Yeah. When it shouldn't. That's the surprising thing. It works when it shouldn't. Like, there's so many things that are just kind of campy about it. Like, Michael Myers is just, like, stalking his sister and her boyfriend outside the house when they're, like, making out. <laughs> There's one piece of the audio commentary where, like, that scene's going on. And, like, so Michael's, like, looking at him. And then he goes up to the, the front porch. And then he comes yeah. back around. And they're, they're going upstairs to smash or whatever. And he goes around the back porch comes inside and turns the corner and the boyfriend's already leaving and jamie lee curse is like that's the quickest fuck i've ever seen in hollywood <laughs> like, Dude, what I, an absolute pig bro i fucking love jamie lee curse she's like one of my favorite actresses like nearly anything that she's in i watch just because she's in it she's fucking great like uh true lies Fucking great movie. I love movie. that movie. I love Fucking that movie. amazing movie. I watched um, Scream Girls, which is a self-aware horror series, which is fucking funny as shit. It's great. Uh, especially since they kill Ariana Grande in like the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Like, if you haven't watched uh, Scream Queens, sorry. Scream Queens? If you yeah. haven't watched Scream Queens, you should. Uh, especially because Jamie Lee Curtis is like she's that bitch in that show, and she plays yeah. it perfect. God, I love her. She's an amazing actress. 
it's funny too because they they were talking about um her casting because this was her first movie and um john carpenter wanted to cast somebody else he didn't (laughs) want her at all and it was actually deborah hill who was like nah dude like we we have to get it's like that's the one jamie lee curtis like her mom like come on john come on come on ah come on and so finally they they relented and they got jamie lee curtis and the rest of history but right. she she spent a long time talking in there about how people gave her shit for um being in these exploitation films early on in her career mm-hmm. and she was like yeah but like I did all those exploitation films real clean. It wasn't until I started getting to big, big budget Hollywoods movies that they were like, all right, now show us your tits. Basically. It's like, mm, yeah, you want to be a star, don't you? Right. It's <laughs> like those fucking exploitation films were like the best of my career. Basically. Like I, I had dignity before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is part of what I love about Scream, but maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about the shape. The what? <laughs> Michael Myers in this movie is credited as the shape. The shape. The shape. All right. I take it you don't watch the credits when you watch a movie. <laughs> No, unless there's like a certain actor or actress, I was like, is that who I think it is? And I'll read the credits and like figure out who it is. But no, I would have definitely been taken aback if I saw the shape accredited. Actually, can I find it for you? I probably can. Don't fucking, you don't need to find it for me. I kind of do. You really don't. The shape. Please stop. You don't like the shape? No. You're not a big fan of the shape. Could you just stop, especially saying it in that voice? This is actually Halloween 2, but I found it anyway. He He's still called the shape in Halloween 2? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, dude? he is. Kind of idiot, son of... Okay. The shape. Please stop. I don't know why they went with the shape, but anyway. So, basically, Michael Myers is like eight years old and just stabs his sister to death horrifically. Titties out and everything. Yeah. And he's sent to a mental institution, apparently for the rest of his life. Which might be overkill. No. I mean, he's eight years old. Like, uh... uh, I mean, eight years old, he's stabbing his babysitters, looking like he just only. Hey, hey, only his sister. Only his sister. We've we've all had it out with our sister at some point. Not to that degree. I got my ass kicked by my sister up until junior year of high school. I still didn't want to stab her like that. I mean, you you thought about it a little bit though. You're like, hmm. I could end these beatings real quick. No. I'm not going to do it because I'm a better man than that. But I could. I could. 
I was the run of the litter. Like everybody was beating my ass, to be honest with you. And I still didn't think it was like, you know what? This butcher knife might come in real <laughs> handy. <laughs> anyway, my point is just that like the next time that we see him, he like jacks a car and drives away or whatever. But then like Loomis talks about him like he is the most fucking horrendously evil thing that you've ever seen. I'm like, I mean, from what we've seen, he's psychopathic maybe, but just pure fucking evil. Like, where does that come from? Like, what happened in there, Loomis? He just has really good insight as a doctor. Hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Fucking should take up a new career in exorcism with that kind of he probably did splash him with holy water and shit. Like, he, I think he literally calls him pure evil. I'm like, oh yeah. As He's... far as we know, all he did was stab his sister to death. Like a lot of people have done that that we wouldn't necessarily call pure evil. I mean, stabbed his sister to death and looked like he was just out uh, having a glass of milk. And the reaction from his parents, I guess, because it was Halloween. They were like, oh, like the 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 mother had like the best reaction for me. She's just like put her hands in her pockets. Hmm. Then they get in the house. Oh my god! Why do you have this big fucking butcher knife? And what's this red stuff? Were you making a jelly sandwich? Right. Then go inside. Oh my god! Not even questioning it whatsoever. They're in their tux and their dinner wear. Save us, Dr. Loomis. He stabbed didn't, Sissy. Didn't he say that he didn't talk at all? Yeah. So, how, like, I, I kind of get your standpoint. Like, it's like, how did he know he was so evil? It was just the look in his eyes. <laughs> I, I think in one of the sequels, that's what he says, too. It's just like, that evil glare. <laughs> what are you talking? Like, about? no offense. Like, I'm pretty sure Michael Myers spent all of, like how many years was he in that mental institution? Like uh a lot. 15, 18, 20? I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with a lot. A lot sounds about right. That's a great quantifiable number. A lot. Cool, cool. Glad we agree. Oh, uh, well. But I'm pretty sure that whole time he just had this glazed look in his eyes. Just... So I don't know if evil, uh, maybe vacant, might have been a closer term to you. 15 years. Yeah, 15 years of just a vacant stare. I don't know if you could call someone evil for that just because they killed their sister. I mean, pretty fucked up, definitely. Like, unless they were killing orderlies. And they had to, like, have him in solitary the whole time he was there? Maybe? But if he didn't do anything else other than that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. Not buying it? That he's just a great judge of character? Also, is Lori his sister? Why is her name Strode? Uh, probably to protect her from the town talking about how her little brother killed, her older brother killed her older sister. I don't know, man. They didn't talk about it in the commentary? 
Oh, here we go. No, because okay. that wasn't a thing then. You're right. And in fact, I'm I'm reading about it now in the new remake that ignores most of the sequels. Maybe all of the sequels. Does it ignore all the sequels? Let's Maybe. see. Uh, Eleven installments, direct sequel to the original film, which retcons all previous sequels. Excellent. So. <clears throat> As of now, the actual movies are Halloween, Halloween, and Halloween Kills. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Kills. Got it. Yep. Perfect sense. This is another... Fuck! We were just talking about how stupid it is when Hollywood does this shit. Don't call something that's a sequel the same fucking thing. Plus, there's a remake that's also called Halloween. So there's Halloween, 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 like, and Halloween 2, there's two of those. So Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween H2O. Did they make stop. 20 of them? I don't know. Please stop. The H2O one was a fucking stretch and, like, should never have been done. So, like, here's I'm my talking problem. about the title. The movie, I don't even remember it, but oh, I'm the just saying. the movie's fucking horrendous. I, un- I understand. That's why probably I don't remember it, but still. How do you forget Halloween H2O, dude? Isn't that, didn't that have uh, Ice Cube in it? Uh, no, it's not Ice Cube. It's, LL Cool um, J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, I get it. Fucking um, terrible. Like, look at this shit. It's Halloween. Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Halloween 4, Halloween 5. This is great. This is wonderful. It's perfect. Easy to follow. Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. All right, fine. I'll just let that one go. Okay. Halloween H2O. God damn it, dude. (laughs) First of all, I get it. H2O, it's 20 years after the original movie. H2O, Halloween 20. I get it. Kind of clever. But how are you going to call your shit Halloween H2O? Halloween, Halloween 20? And then there's a subtitle 20 years later. What the fuck is this? Halloween, Halloween 20, 20 years later is the full title? Like, what? Who came up with that? Smart right. people. Fine. Smart people. Fine. Let, let's forget it. What What's the next movie? Halloween Resurrection. You know what? After H2O, I can't even be mad about that. (laughs) But who's in Halloween Resurrection, you ask? I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. Okay, cool. How about Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks? Like, what the fuck goes on in Hollywood, dude? I remember that, actually. I remember seeing the trailer for that bullshit. And then, what did we get after that? Halloween. Remade by Rob Zombie, of all people. I mean, Rob Zombie's not bad. Bro. Alright, now we're going down the Rob Zombie rabbit hole. Hole, Let's do that. Uh, Filmography. What's he got? House of a Thousand Corpses. That movie's not good. I don't give a shit what you say. Uh, The Devil's Rejects. Okay. That... If you're into splatter flicks, that one's okay. Slither, he's an actor in. We don't care about that. Then he made Halloween. So how we got from House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects to Halloween, I'm not really sure. Somebody had a lot of faith in some bullshit. Give it that. 
And then what what else we got? Uh Werewolf Women of the SS. Come on. Halloween 2, The Haunted World of El Super B. You know what? That's enough. I give up. You know what? Rob Zombie's great. You're right. You win. Jesus. Point is, evil or not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the shape. Would you stop? He's like really fucking unnerving in this movie. Yeah. Like the way that he just kind of is there. It's like he's always there around the yeah. fucking corner. I actually saw a video. I sent you a video. I don't know if you you saw it or not, but it's like how Michael Myers is always catching up to people. Oh shit, I saw the shit out of that. That was hilarious. <laughs> Motherfucker stretched and shit. Put on the beats. <laughs> Start. <laughs> Start trucking. <laughs> fucking great. It's it's gotta be. I mean, in this movie, he's got a fucking hatchback. Yeah. So like, it's not that crazy. He's just fucking driving around in the first movie, like a normal ass fucking dad who's got to take the kids to soccer. I think at the end of the day, I think that Halloween is a fucking masterpiece. When you consider that it was made on a shoestring budget, yep, by a bunch of kids, yep. I mean, I say a bunch of kids. They they were like roughly our age at the time, but like, I no, sure shit can't make a fucking movie. There, it's like when you say kids, the way that I take that is like not like high list, highbrow, like fucking amazing acting talent. I yes. Think, is this the one that had Norm McDowell in it? No, this isn't. It. So these are basically, basically everybody in this movie at the time is like a no no name actor, actress, director, screenplay writer, mostly. Yep. And just came out with a banger when all things point to this being a snooze fest shit show and probably the worst not just horror movie but movie created. And yet it was genre defined. Because the like the magic that they made with audio cues, visual cues, cinematography, like it just, it clicked. And I feel like, especially like watching all the Alien and Predator movies, I feel like a lot of that's lost because everybody's trying to leverage the new technology, the new like 3D generate, like CGI bullshit, instead of like mastering the basics, like getting the fundamentals down. You know what I'm saying? I do. You want to talk about master? Actually, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with a question to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I will I will tell you what I was about to say when I answer. John, what is the best scene in this movie? The best scene in this movie? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think it has to be the first scene. Oh, that's interesting. Like, for me, it's, like, the way that they start off this movie. Like, if I've never watched Halloween before and I was watching this movie as, like, a purely new viewer, the way that they started off this movie is, like, holy shit, what the fuck? What what just happened? And it's not, like, it's not crazy fast or anything. It's actually, like, well thought out. And it's just gripping enough to where I was just, like, Holy shit. And then it's like, where do you go from here? That's that's what I thought was like the best scene. So I'll tell you what the actual best scene is. Okay, fuck me. Alright, cool. It's the scene where he kills Bob. Bob, if you don't remember, is the my homeboy that he snatches the glasses off his corpse to uh, dress up as a ghost afterward and just stand in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. But the reason that when he the scene where he kills Bob is the best scene in the movie is because, first of all, he just grabs my man's by the throat and holds him up to the cabinet, then takes the knife, bam, and stabs him all the way through to where he's stuck to the cabinet and just dangling there. Yeah. And and then he does one of these. Just the head tilt admiring his work yeah like that is truly psychopathic dude like that's when you can kind of see where loomis might be right he's just like <laughs> he yeah have, that's he might have something been right he might have been right about this guy <laughs> yeah like there's something truly not natural about this person he's not all there and i've, I've they kind of harp on it in the um in the commentary too, but like the way that he moves is very unnerving. Like, I I think that's just the best way to describe basically this whole movie. It's just really unsettling. It it could happen. Yeah. And, um, even though it takes place like, um, in the middle of what is it fucking Illinois or something like that? They use what they have to their advantage to where, like, for the most part, you believe that it's actually in Illinois. Like it's in California, but like you kind of believe them. They um the way that they just throw those fucking fall autumn leaves on the ground and blow them around it it really does look like a a an autumn day in the Midwest and you just have like the 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 fall leaves blowing and the cold wind and everybody's bundled up. You, it's really a movie about. A couple of high school kids doing high school kid shit, experimenting with drugs and this kind of shit. And like some fucking psychopath just shows up and starts stabbing dudes. I mean, that's the that's the chance you take when you just experiment with drugs and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, you're always running the risk when you uh hit the hash pipe that some fucking psychopath is just going to take you out for it. Oh, dude. 
They tell you about that in, uh, you know, um, uh, what was that uh, class? Sex ed? Sex education. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's they also, always had that video. It's a disclaimer on every box of Trojans, too. Now, yeah. rec- now I'm thinking about it. Good call. Good call. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's not talked about enough, you know what I mean? John. Yeah. What is your final rating for Halloween? Hmm. Gonna have to give it spoo, 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 spoo. An 8.5 He's pure evil. Out of 10. Like. Pretty, pretty fucking amazing movie, even though, like, it's super low budget, terrible acting, and just, like, it just works. And it's really weird. It's really weird that it works. I'm not going to lie to you. This movie easily gets nine and a half the shape out of ten. Mmm. That's what I feel about the shape. <laughs> this movie's a fucking masterpiece. It is. It really is. The slasher film it was not the first, and it's not the best from a technical standpoint. Yeah, but man, is it ever a classic, John? This was our last movie before Halloween itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel obligated to ask, what are you going to do for Halloween, my guy? So. For Halloween, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I honestly don't know what we're planning. I mean, because COVID's still a thing-ish. Um, sure. And kids have, like, uh, pre-existing health conditions. So, I mean, last year, we did something pretty cool. We went over to uh, a friend's house, and they had their kids and their family over... But everybody had like masks on and it was fine and everybody got checked before they came over there. And then what they did is they set up all the rooms in their house as houses and like all the adults were in them and they the kids would just run around and knock on them and we'd give them candy and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. That's yeah, and dope. it was like a little mini Halloween party. It was pretty dope. Um, but this year I have no idea. I think if I remember correctly. Um, we're going to go to like a, maybe one of those, uh, drive through Halloween experiences. Mm. Um, and then we might go to like, depending on how close it is or how crowded it might be, we might take the kids to like one of those park places where they have like booths set up and stuff like that. So we'll see. But honestly, as of right now, I have no idea. I... I'm going to watch more horror movies. And uh, tomorrow, I think we're going to go and take the little one to the pumpkin patch. And he's got like Halloween thing at school on Friday where like they do their um, trick or treat thing throughout the halls at school Mm -hmm. and they like take photos. And then after school, they have a. 
trunk or treat thing where like the parents come oh. and then they pop the trunk and they got candy in there and you go trick-or-treating through the parking lot or whatever oh, that's pretty so cool. yeah so we'll be doing that and then halloween itself when when is halloween itself is that um sunday 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 yeah so we're gonna go to the monster truck rally on sunday and <laughs> I don't know about Sunday. We'll probably be here and just like put a bowl of candy on the porch and watch like Charlie Brown Halloween or whatever. Okay. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, God. Uh, dude, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so over the Charlie Brown movies at this point. Like, we watch them for the holidays. I mean, nostalgia aside, like, they're whatever. It's like, it's pretty messed up what Lucy was doing to Charlie Brown. Lucy's that bitch, dude. She is that bitch. John! Yes, sir? We have one more week of Spooktober. Halloween may be passing, but Spooktober continues. Alright. Fire up the Spook Generator. Spook, 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 spook Generate spook. some Spook. Okay, let's see what we got. Oh, shit. I'm excited for this one. Holy Ooh, fuck. Like I'm glad we're ending on this one. See if you can guess it. A small town is taken over by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. Alien plague that turns them into zombies. I don't know if I know. What is it? Slither, released in 2006. That I would not have got. That That is a movie. Dude, Slither's fucking great. Has some of my favorite actors and actresses in it. It is a, from what I remember, a good blend of horror and comedy. I like it. Yeah, it is. It is that. I. Uh, God, I want to say that Slither is not particularly good, though. I know it's got Nathan Fillion in it, though, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, that's my boy. Wasn't it? Who directed Slither? I'm trying to remember. I feel like Slither. Slither. I know it's somebody. Does your does the Spook Generator tell me who directed it? No, it does not. The Spook Generator God does not. Damn it! I just have to fucking remember. Um, Nathan Fillion. It's got that one woman whose name I can't remember. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Fillion. Uh, Michael the Rooker. Directed that. Is that James Gunn movie? Shit! It just might. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I know some shit sometimes. You do know some shit sometimes, bro. Um. Actually, I want to say that that was his first like major film. Uh, was that his first? James Gunn. James Gunn. Wikipoobie. Uh, yeah, that was his, that was his first directorial movie. It was the first movie he ever directed with Slither, uh, which makes sense. Like, if you know anything about James Gunn, makes sense. <laughs> But here's what trips me out, dude. So, like, he he made Slither in 2006, right? And then 2010, he made Super. I don't know if you've ever heard of Super. You probably haven't. Most people have never seen this movie. But 
then right after that he lands guardians of the galaxy like what it's like we're gonna take a chance on this one like they fucking nailed it but like nobody knew who james gunn was before Dude, guardians of the galaxy like he literally had like it looks like he does he did a movie after slither he did a movie every four years and it's just like after super it's like mm, i'm taking a hiatus i don't know and then they just come out of Hey, you want to do Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, sure, why not? I, I, I try it. Yo, he... Oh, he was a producer. I was like, he did Brightburn? That movie was dope. Dude, Brightburn's hot. Yeah, that movie's that's, fucking sick. That's the dark take on uh, superhero movies that I'm looking for. That shit was dope. Brightburn was fucking great. I don't think we're going to get another one of those, though. We're not. It sucks because, like, ah, the ending credits made it seem like they were going to extend the universe. Like, yeah, show a whole bunch of other that. movies in all uh, dark uh, superhero origin stories. Um, I will say this. I just now found out while looking at this. Oh. There is another movie in the Spook Generator that um, he had a hand in. He didn't direct it, though. Another movie else. in the Spook Generator that he had a hand in, but did not direct, direct it. But he basically did everything else. I mean, is it the Belko experiment? Yes, it is. I was like, I don't know what else it could be. Where the fuck did you pull that out of your ass from? What do you mean out of my ass? The Belko experiment was. Pretty cool. Dude, nobody's seen the Belko experiment. What do you mean? What, what do I mean? Dude, the Belko experiment's great. It might be great, but nobody has seen this fucking movie, dude. What do you mean? On a budget of $5 million, they got a box office of 11 What are you talking about? Everybody saw that movie. $11 million. You're right. Everybody. Who's even in this fucking movie? There, it's literally a whole cavalcade of b and c list actors that you don't know their name but if you saw their face it's like oh it's that guy i mean john mcginley's in it once again i wouldn't know his name but if i saw his face i'm like oh it's that guy oh is that that guy's name and michael rooker's in it i mean there's a couple in here that i'm like oh no then i'm then there's like john gallagher i'm like okay that's that guy's name (laughs) Or Josh Brenner. I'm like, oh, that's that. Once again, like I told you, it's just a cavalcade. Okay, fine. But we will not see those movies anytime soon as the spook generator is going into retirement until next Spooktober. Yes, sir. Unless there's a Spookvember. You need to stop. I guess we'll find out next week. So gross. And as always, Spook, Spook. Spook, spook.